Our scripture for this morning comes from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Out of the fire and into the frying pan is what I call the description of Mark of Jesus' beginning of ministry. Mark covers a lot of ground in these few verses. If you go to Matthew or if you go to Luke, you get all of these details and description of these events. Yet Mark hits them very quickly and gives us a quick, quick, quick synopsis of what is going on. Jesus comes out to be baptized by John in the River Jordan. The Holy Spirit, as God's confirmation of Jesus, comes down in the Holy Spirit as a dove, and the, the heavens are said to be ripped open as the Spirit comes down on Jesus. And we hear those famous words, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And then the quick change of scenery. As the Spirit takes Jesus and drives him into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days by Satan. And I like that Mark includes this interesting detail when he tells the story. He mentions that the wild beast and the angels waited on Jesus. It gives us just a little bit of hint of what is important to Mark, that this was somebody special. You know, everybody doesn't get waited on by the wild beast and by the angels. That just doesn't happen. And then finally, Mark brings Jesus back to Galilee, where his public ministry is about to begin after the arrest of John the Baptist. Jesus comes out proclaiming, the good news that the kingdom of God has come near, that it is time for people to repent and to believe in the good news. And you know, he hasn't said it yet. Eventually he'll get to it, but he is the good news they are to believe in. So as we read these brief verses and, and we see these important events in Jesus' life as he begins his ministry, we quickly see that as soon as Jesus is confirmed as God's beloved at his baptism, after that spirit comes down on him and, and he is confirmed, temptation immediately follows. The trials and the difficulties immediately follow that moment. 
The minute he is declared by God to be the beloved one and the spirit has come upon him, Satan gets to work to try to tempt him and try to dissuade him from the ministry that he is about to do. You know, Jesus had a hard job ahead of him to be able to proclaim the kingdom of God to a people that did not want to repent or recognize their own sin. John's arrest showed that the road would be difficult for Jesus, that this wasn't going to be as easy, that when you start upsetting the status quo, people will come against you and, and will try to stop you. But despite all of these things, despite Jesus seeing that John had just been arrested, that he is in jail, despite the things that will happen later to John where he loses his life because of his proclamation, Jesus moves forward because as he put it, the time has been fulfilled and now is the time that the kingdom of God has come near and it's time for this to be revealed to the people. And what Jesus reveals to us as he breaks out into this ministry is that he is not here to invite us to go to some faraway kingdom, but that instead he has brought the kingdom of God to us. You know that he has brought the kingdom of God to us. Jesus came to confront the powers of darkness, to call us to repentance and new life, and to show us once and for all that God is still in control of the universe, of the world, that he's still the one on the throne. It is no coincidence that if you continue reading in the Gospel of Mark, the first encounters that Jesus has are with evil spirits and with people riddled with disease. These battles were not against flesh or blood. These were spiritual battles that he would wage on our behalf. And it is no coincidence that Jesus' final battle is with death itself. And we know how that story ends, right? Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead and brought us life. Jesus came to make it here on earth as it is in heaven. He came to bring about the order and the kingdom of God here on earth, to bring heaven down to us. You know, one of my favorite Christian songs says, he didn't want heaven without us, so he left heaven and came down. He wanted us to be able to be there, but in order for us to be able to make it there, he knew he would have to come down to show us the way and to help us to understand that we needed to repent and believe in him. So what does Mark's gospel call us to do today? What is it that Mark wants us to get out of this very short story that is so compressed with such few details? Well, in my opinion, it calls us to continue to proclaim that the kingdom of God has come near and that you and I are called to be kingdom builders here on earth. That you and I are here to continue to promote the kingdom of God and to make it come about in our lives right now. It calls us to remind people that there's need for repentance that we have to acknowledge that we are sinners that have fallen short of the glory of God and need the grace of Jesus in order to experience eternal life. You know, in this time of Lent, 
this scripture is, is chosen by the lectionary because it wants to remind us that when Jesus began his ministry, it was not easy. Temptation, trials, confrontations, battles would come right away. And Jesus would need to continue to fight the good fight all throughout his ministry by proclaiming God's kingdom here on earth. The time has been fulfilled. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of redemption. Today is the day of declaring victory. And you know, this victory of Jesus is not just over some things. It's over all things. This victory is over COVID. This victory is over isolation. This victory is over depression. This victory is over illness of all kinds. This victory is against anger and hate. It's a victory that encompasses all things. Because in Jesus, we are victorious over all things. Things. God has drawn near to us in Jesus and he is now calling us to draw near to him it wasn't easy for Jesus and it won't be easy for us but our mission still remains the same to let God's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven to proclaim Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world and to remind ourselves and others that our hope is in him. You know, I've met some people that have accepted Jesus Christ and they've acted like when they accepted Jesus Christ, they could just grab the, the winning trophy and just walk off stage and they were done. When the reality is that when you join the team, when you are baptized into the faith, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is not the end of your journey with God. That is the beginning of your walk with Jesus that is the beginning of be proclaiming the kingdom of God in your own life and in the life of those around you that is the beginning of you becoming more Christ-like and living out your faith you know if I had joined the basketball team as I was telling the children in the children's sermon and I had never shot a basketball I would have never received my trophy because we would have never won third place on the tournament if I had never gone to practice and prepared myself in order to be able to play those games so that I could actually make five, yes, count them, five, three-point shots in that tournament in one game, not bragging or anything. If I had not practiced and prepared myself to be able to do that, we would have never gotten that trophy. You know, it's so important for us to understand that we are called to continue to live our lives bringing about the kingdom of God living out the kingdom principles that Jesus set forth from us throughout his life and showing the world that we are on the winning team and you know the great thing about our team is we already won we're playing the game but we already won. Jesus already gave us the victory on the cross. Jesus has already declared us winners. And this is not a participation trophy. This is eternal life we're talking about. This is actually being able to live eternity out with God, our maker and creator, and being able to know the perfect love and peace that passes all understanding. You know, I look forward to that day and I'll receive my reward. But I also know that there's so many out there that still don't know about Jesus. 
that still don't know about this kingdom of God that has come near to them, that still feel that somehow God is far away from them, and they need to be told that Jesus came so that the kingdom would be near to them too. I pray that today as we begin this season of Lent, we're only on the second Sunday of Lent, that we will continue to think about what it means to bring about the kingdom of God here and now. That we will not just look at heaven as something far off, but as heaven as something that we are supposed to bring into our lives here and now. And I know that there are days when our lives do not feel like heaven at all, right? There are days in which we feel like all hell is breaking loose. And in those days, we need to declare victory in Jesus. I know that we are not alone. Even in the wilderness, Jesus was not alone. God was with him. Angels waited on him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. May we be filled with God's presence as we go through our lives, bringing God's kingdom into others. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you because you have invited us, O oh Lord, to be on your team, to be part of the kingdom of God. You have welcomed us, O oh Lord, and given us all that we need in the Holy Spirit to be empowered, to declare victory over the adversities and situations in our lives. You have given us power to pray for healing and, and wholeness. You have given us power to be before the throne, asking for whatever we need in your name. You have given us the power, Lord, to draw near to you as you have drawn near to us. Help us on this day to continue to promote your kingdom, to proclaim the good news, to invite people to believe in you as the good news that came into the world. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.